you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine. We are stacked. We are packed. And Tony, the NFL draft just one day away, assuming you're listening to this on Wednesday. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. Plenty to, to dive into in today's show. A lot to dive into. Um, my friends out in San Francisco, Brian Peacock and those cats, they got to be going crazy with all of this wild stuff that's happening with the 49ers, you know, trading all of those picks and now sitting up there acting like they don't know who they're going to choose. Uh, I'm in Jacksonville. I know who we're choosing. Uh, my buddy Locked On Tone hit me up from Houston today and said, uh, you're just chilling. I'm just, man, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm wearing to the draft party, man, because I already know who we're picking. There ain't no, no mystery to that. But a lot of intrigue around the league, and I know you want to get into San Francisco real quick about what's going on out there. So let's go for it. Yeah, we'll do that. We're going to dive into some, some some fallers, some teams that could, outside of the top 10, that could boost themselves the most in round one and so much more. So if you're looking for draft, which I'm sure you are, I know I am, I can't get enough of uh, the Locked On NFL show or Locked On NFL draft stuff, everything from the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you subscribe. And uh, yeah, Tony, let's dive in to the San Francisco 49ers because for weeks, uh, really since the trade, since they traded up to three, I've been kind of critical. Are you really giving up all that for Mac Jones? And it wasn't just me. I think most people are like, really? That, that's that's their target. But I got to be honest with you now, Tony. I, I got to be honest here. I'm hearing a lot of, oh, well, now they're interested in Trey Lance. And it's down to Trey Lance or Mac Jones. It doesn't seem like Justin Fields is in the running. Obviously, Wilson and Lawrence are going to be long gone by the time the third pick rolls around. And the dilemma in the 49ers headquarters, in the front offices, some of the scouts and front office personnel, who knows, maybe it's general manager John Lynch, they want Trey Lance. On the flip side, Kyle Shanahan is all in on Mac Jones. And to me, <laughs> to me, look, I'm not going to pretend like I watched every snap of Mac Jones or every snap of Trey Lance or right. have met with these guys. And so why was Kyle Shanahan hired? to be the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. It wasn't his knowledge of defense, right? It was because of, he was an offensive mind. And by the way, when his quarterback has stayed healthy and he's had a competent quarterback, what happened? They went to the Super Bowl. So to me, if Kyle Shanahan is pounding the table for Mac Jones, I don't give a damn what James Erpine or Tony Wiggins think from Locked On NFL or what the guys from ESPN or any of the other Locked On NFL podcasts think. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Mac Jones and tell the scouts to pound sand because you hired Shanahan for one reason, his offensive mind and his ability to lead the team. There's no way you can smack him in the face and take a, a quarterback that he doesn't want as much or he doesn't prefer what when you have a guy in Mac Jones, which he clearly loves. I like the way you said that. Here's what we've always talked about. We talked about uh, prospect, the word prospect. And I think when you look up the, the definition of prospect, at some point it uses the words or the two words most likely. And, and the reason why those words are in there is because it means the prospect is most likely to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're the better athlete. doesn't mean they're the better player. 
it just means that they're most likely to succeed. So you look at Trey Lance and then you look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones has a belly sort of like the one I had 15 years ago. So that tells you how my belly looks right now. Right. So it's not that good. But even 15 years ago, it was headed in the direction where it is now. So my thing is, is he doesn't look like an imposing athlete. And the problem is, is when you make a trade up and we've talked about this in the past in the draft. When you trade all of that capital to move up, it is usually for a prospect, which is a guy that has all of these qualities and he has a great, he's a great athlete and he has tremendous upside. You don't usually do that for a brainiac. And that's what's not registering with a lot of people in the draft world is because basically that's what they're doing. They're trading up for a brainiac. My case to, to prove my point is this. No one has a problem with the Patriots taking him at 15. No one has a and Mac Jones. I mean, no one even has a problem if the Patriots traded up and took him at seven. Nobody has a problem if Denver sits at nine and takes him at nine. But everyone has a problem with the 49ers taking him at three. So if a quarterback is good enough to be Bill Belichick's quarterback and succeed Tom Brady, why is he not good enough to be the 49ers quarterback in the future? I'll tell you why is because they traded all of those draft picks to move up to three when they probably could have sat right there at 12 and got him or moved up a little bit and did the same thing. He has been co-signed probably by Steve Sarkeesian, who ran a similar offense to the one that Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan have always run, which is the West Coast principles that Sarkeesian learned from Norm Chow. So, and he did that as good as anybody who's ever played in that system, including Matt Liner. And everyone wants to talk about all the receivers and the running back that he had. Okay, we'll say the same thing for Tua Tagovailoa and say the same thing about Joe Burrow. If you want to talk about somebody who had a whole bunch of talent they were playing with, you can say that about both of those guys because LSU's talent in 2019 was all world and Tua's talent in 2018 was all world. You can't just stop there. You have to go further athletically is he where those guys does he have the special effects no but you hear player after player after player and probably coach after coach after coach talk about his ability to process pre-snap and to make quick decisions and i think that's what kyle shanahan is in love with sure absolutely and i'm not saying kyle's right by the way i'm saying he's the expert and so if that's what he wants well damn it you hired him for a reason now's the time to trust him because if you go against him and it doesn't work right, he's never going to forget it. And he might never forget it, even though it, even if it does work. So if, if those reports are true, and again, it could be a smoke screen. Maybe they do take Trey Lance, and I wouldn't blame them. I see the upside there. I see why you would take a Justin Fields. But I'm not going to rip him just because it goes against the consensus, right? And if you're – an offensive mind and you look at it and, and you're breaking it down and you think Mac Jones is the guy, well, then you go with your guy because in this NFL ride or die type league, where if you get the quarterback wrong, you're going to lose. You got to trust your instincts. And I, you, you brought up a good point. I mean, even Trevor Lawrence, he loaded, he played with loaded teams in, in a, you know, in a, in a weak conference. And that isn't knocking him. Now I don't think Mac Jones is that type of prospect at the same time. Kyle Shanahan clearly feels like this is a must get and he can win with them. And if I'm San Francisco, I get challenging it. I get having draft debates. 
but ultimately, if that's what he thinks, I don't think I can go against the guy who is literally calling the shots on offense. And that includes general manager John Lynch. Here's what's amazing. Fields up at Ohio State is a marvelous athlete who's getting killed for quote unquote, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, he's getting killed for not processing it quickly. Correct. But he's yep. a marvelous athlete who runs a four, three, 40. Yep. Mac Jones is getting killed because he's not a marvelous athlete who actually does process it quickly. And it's almost like for me, I'm thinking, what do y'all really want? Which one is it? Do you want, um, we're now rewarding guys who play off schedule, even if they can't play on schedule. But we're also now giving demerits to guys that just know how to play on schedule as if it's not the responsibility of the team and the general managers to actually protect people. You don't have to go to a Cincinnati type situation where Joe Burrow's running for his life. Remember that training camp video? And I said, James, that dude looked like a, a gazelle running from hyenas. You remember <laughs> I told you that? You yeah. don't have to go to that situation. There's this thing called team development where it's actually the responsibility of the team, sort of like it is in Tampa, to keep your quarterback safe, to keep your quarterback. He, he, he doesn't supposed to play off schedule. He's supposed to play on schedule. He's supposed to have a clean pocket. He's supposed to be surrounded by talent. So these general managers, these general managers are getting guys on the team. You think Matthew Stafford, who's supposed to be the savior for the, for the uh, Los Angeles Rams, you think for one minute he's going to be charged with playing off schedule? No, they got to make him <laughs> play on schedule. You yep. think uh, the, uh, the Falcons, if they give a contract extension to Matt Ryan, He's going to be asked to play off schedule. No, he's not. So my thing is people need to stop with that. And, and if you're going to evaluate the kid, I can understand people being upset that they gave up so much to move up, but that's done. Is he worth the third pick overall or not? Stop talking about what they gave up. That's, that's water under the bridge. It's over with. They're in the number three spot right now. And that's what matters. Is he worth it or is he not? Here's the funny thing. If they don't do it, if they don't do it and he goes to Denver and by week six, he's completing 70% of his passes and has 20 touchdowns with one pick. And he's looking like everything that Kyle Shanahan thought he was going to look like. He should look right up in the press box at John Lynch. If Lynch is the guy saying, don't do it and look at him every single week and say, I told you so. Yep. And that's the risk. That's why you can't, you got to roll with him. You got to do it. And that's what I would do because guess what? You hired him for a reason. Plenty of other NFL draft talk to get to, including the team outside of the top 10. San Francisco traded inside the top 10. What team outside the top 10 can make themselves so much better, improve their roster the most in the first round? We'll dive into that and so much more on Locked On NFL. But this episode brought to you by 1010. It's a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only 
at BlueNile.com. All you got to do is go to BlueNile.com, search the words 10 by 10, and check out all of these amazing rings. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she's going to treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, they're not going to be around for long, so find them out and check them out right now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And look, NFL fans, Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster. GNC is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America, and you can get yours today. A complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. All you got to do is text draft to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Again, just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT at 231231. Message and data rates may apply. All right, it's the Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. Did you say fat incinerator? That sounds like you were talking to me. You were looking dead at me when you said that. Well, I was I was not looking at you. Yeah, yeah, you I were. was looking at you, the you were, look, you were looking dead. You were looking dead at me. In fact, your eyes got big. You went fat incinerator and you looked dead at so I, I'm gonna remember that the next time. But also I want y'all to remember and think about this. Our draft coverage is off the chain here in 2021. And this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. I'll be at the stadium with our Techno partners at First Coast News where I work, and I'll be on the Draft Show. James, I don't know what you have planned. What do you got planned for the Draft? Oh, Stacked and packed, man. I'm covering all things Bengals from about 52 different angles. Obviously, the Locked on Bengals podcast is going to have it covered. We'll have videos up as well. And, you know, it'll be pretty easy. If you're subscribing to Locked on Bengals, you'll you'll get all the coverage there for sure. No doubt about it, man. We got it all covered. And shout out to everyone who uh, subscribed to and listened to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 that we did, man. It was absolutely awesome, and we appreciate it all of our partners that helped with that, especially Ross. Ross Jackson did a really, really good job with that too. Um, teams outside of the top 10. It's real easy to name teams inside of the top 10 that will help each, help themselves in the draft because they're getting a really good player. Teams outside of the top 10 that don't have a top 10 pick that I believe will help themselves tremendously this year. I'm going to go an easy route and say Baltimore because they have two first-round picks. I heard they're trying to move one of them. But I think Baltimore is in that sweet spot that we talked about before where uh, it's easier to pick at the top of the second round. But I I think also it's easier to pick at the bottom of the first. And they're going to get two shots at it when guys start to fall. If one of those linemen start to fall, if they can replace Orlando Brown with the young Tevin Jenkins, for for example, or if the wide receivers uh, start to fall and they could get uh, the kid out of Minnesota, perhaps the, the tall kid. Yeah. Rashad Bateman or, or, or a, a pass catcher with a lot of range. They're going to have their, their choice at the end of that first round. We've seen them do it with running backs. We've seen the coach do it with running backs. You just seen teams be able to really, really get good 
And the difference with them having those two late firsts is they get a chance to get guys with the fifth year option, as opposed to someone taking someone at the top of the second round. So whoever starts to fall, you've seen uh, some edge rushers. You've seen the guys like Zayvon Collins. You've seen perhaps Trayvon Merrick, the safety, but there are going to be some really, really good football players. Maybe they go, uh, maybe they go real big. Maybe they get a Landon Dickerson or something to get younger on their line. They're going to go really, really big. And the reason why I mentioned Tevin Jenkins for Baltimore is this, and I'll probably hit Kevin Ostriker up with the Locked On Ravens to get some more clarity on this. And that's because Orlando Brown wants to get paid and he wants to play, wanted to play left tackle and they moved him to the Chiefs. Well, you get a rookie now on a four-year deal and you or on a five-year deal, you put him at right tackle. So you have him for the Chiefs for the next five years. Well, that's how you, and if he can play, that's how you get over that situation that you just got rid of because now you don't have a guy belly aching about switching when you already have a left tackle and you don't have to worry about tagging him and paying him $20 million a year. This is critical for them to find them another guy long-term or to fortify these other positions where they have weaknesses. No doubt. No doubt about it. And, and to me, honestly, can you get Lamar Jackson a weapon? I, I, I'm tired of – Lamar takes a beating because of their offense, and then he takes a beating because they don't succeed in the playoffs or go as far as people are expecting. And I get it. They added Sammy Watkins. But Marquise Brown is your number one. Right. I know he was a first rounder. There, there isn't a 165 pound guy in the league that can be a number one. They're just, you know, even Devontae Smith, I like him a lot. Is he going to be a true one? I don't know. Here's what I do know. I like him better than Marquise Brown. And, and so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Tyree Phillips, by the way, they had, a, they drafted him in the third round. He, he, as of now would be their, uh, their right tackle. I would try to find at least a weapon. With at 27 or 31. And if, if you do that, and I like Bateman there, that would be cool. Uh, I think um, Elijah Moore, uh, you know, just super quick type guy. And he's, he's not necessarily a one either, but if you put a bunch of twos around Lamar Jackson, it's not like they're a pass heavy offense. Anyway, you're okay with that. Just get Lamar a little more. So, so my guy isn't just getting crushed when he's working with some of the worst pass catching options in the NFL. And then people complain because he can't throw it. I know he has his limitations. He's got to improve, but come on now. Uh, as far as my team with uh, that, I think is going to improve the most. It's really simple. Which team is going to trade up for a quarterback, mm. which, which team uh, and, and this is kind of a cop-out, I guess, in a way, but which team is going to be aggressive? Are the Bears going to be aggressive and go get Trey Lance or, or Justin Fields? Or is, is Washington going to do that? What about the Patriots? And, and that's where I'm at. I think the Patriots do it. I think the Patriots get aggressive. Bill Belichick is not going to sit on his hands. He's not going to wait for Cam Newton to, to hopefully uh, drink the fountain of youth and, and, and go back five or six years. He's going to go get one of these guys that is going to fall. Maybe it's Justin Fields. Maybe it's Trey Lance. But to me, one of those guys is going to fall because, like I said, I think uh, it, Kyle Shanahan's going to get his way with Mac Jones. So either of those guys, if, if they end up in New England and Foxborough with Bill Belichick, they may be starting right away. They might with Josh McDaniels. Who knows? Or if not, especially in Trey Lance's case, where I, I think he, he might need a year, that's fine. And the same thing with Fields. He's a physical freak, much like Cam Newton was coming right. out what, what better to learn from than a guy like camp so i i'll take the patriots here i think they end up with their their quarterback of the future a couple other notes on some on, on some teams cleveland they're so good already yeah if 
these off the ball linebackers start falling, say a Michael Parsons fall and he lands in Cleveland and he did that. And you just put him in a position to go and make Yeah. You just said it. And they just put him in a position just to fly around and go make plays. Or even the kid, the outside linebacker that that's at Ohio state that everybody's talking about the Sam linebacker that everybody's raving about at the last few minutes of the draft that they're saying that that might end up being the guy. So, uh, Cleveland is going to be a spot where they could take a guy who falls to them and they can plug and play Pittsburgh for the first time. They have clearly defined needs, offensive line and running back. And I bet you they still don't take one of them because they're going to mess around and draft somebody that you think they don't have a need for, like they did with Edmonds a couple of years ago. And they've oh. always, they've always kind of gone and done things a little bit differently and done things their own way a little bit. So they kind of scare you a little bit where you don't really know exactly where they're going. And then the Packers will you asked, will they give Lamar? Are the Packers finally going to draft a wide receiver in the first round to help Aaron Rodgers? It, they better honestly. And I don't think uh, I'm trying to think here. I don't think the Packers took it. I don't think Peter Bukowski took uh, a wide receiver. No, in, I think he that, took a safety. I think yeah, he took he, another. He, he, you're right. He did. He took the safety. Uh, Mooring uh, is what he, he took. Um, and I might be saying his name a little wrong, but either way, yeah. Can you get Roger some weapons? I mean, it isn't rocket science here, man. You get your quarterback and you surround him with weapons. There's a reason Brady went to Tampa Bay. Damn it. There's a reason the Colts think about what the Colts did for Peyton Manning. Right. Right. Do, do we remember the offensive line or do we remember Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, Edron James? Exactly. Think about that talent. First round, first round, first round. studs studs in that in you're talking about Peyton freaking Manning star players need other stars around them specifically if you're a quarterback you need playmakers and, and that's what I would do for green Bay. hell I would have you, you want to talk about a Julio Jones destination if he's really available after June 1 I don't care what they do in the draft the Packers should and they won't be able to do it cap wise probably uh knowing them they should get in on the Julio sweepstakes now to their credit they 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 traditionally have done I think other than Pittsburgh, they've probably done more with receivers outside of the first round than anybody. But even Pittsburgh, have they've reached in the first round and got guys. I mean, Plexico Burris, San Antonio Holmes. Pittsburgh grabbed guys in the first round before. Mm -hmm. But Green Bay has done it with, I mean, Devontae Adams is the highest-ranked guy that I recall. But all of the other guys, whether it's Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, sure. those were all guys that they had success with. In, but I don't think it's the same staff either. That was Ron well, Wolf and his people. They, those aren't the same guys that were there before. So and and they don't have the time. Right. Rogers needs to win now. Like right. they need to be win now. How can we get better right now? Because they got to beat Tampa Bay. They they got to beat the the a, a lot of teams in this, this NFC. The Rams that have uh, obviously reloaded and uh, they they beat them in the playoffs. But w would you take the Packers against the Rams right now? Uh, probably not because of it's close. the additions at the wide receiver position and the change at quarterback. I probably would. They're going to be able to stretch the field with the Rams this year, and they weren't able to do that in the past. So that's our little update on the teams outside of the top 10. And I'm going to throw the Colts in, but the only thing with the Colts, I don't trust the quarterback. I don't, I think, I think they're going backwards at the quarterback position, but I think the rest of their roster is fine. But you know, and I think they've done really, really good in the draft, and I really, really trust Chris Ballard. The problem is, is I don't, I don't know who Carson Wentz is anymore, and I don't know if a change of scenery is going to really, really help him out. But 
what we're going to do is talk about risers and fallers, guys that it appear tomorrow will rise and fall in this draft. We've mentioned a couple of them. I didn't mention them by name, and I didn't do it on purpose because I want to make sure we mention them um, when we get to uh, this last segment in the draft. Some names that you'll expect to hear uh, called early that won't and some names that you uh, won't expect to hear that you probably will. And it'll happen because scouts know more than we do. And they know more about these guys. And I'll talk to you about that in just a second here on locked on NFL on a Wednesday. But first I got to tell you about bet online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action on betonline.ag. This week has tons of sports action to go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby, and that's one of my favorites, is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and the UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code, which is locked on. It's one word, locked on, and you'll get 50% as a welcome bonus on your first deposit because Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. It's where I go, it's where you need to go. Put your mind and your money together and get paid. And I must also tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the market, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the absolute truth, and you got to take it from me. I, you know what, man? I've been telling people about that that salted caramel, but in the bracket that happened, it was the fudge brownie that won, uh, the <laughs> coconut fudge brownie that won all of the all of the awards and accolades. But still, they have. 18 original flavors and some that are still available for a limited time. They're 100% covered in chocolate, high in protein, uh, low in calories, carbs, and sugar. So even when you're working out and trying to look good on a diet, they're just going to satisfy your palate and you're not going to gain weight. They are absolutely delicious and they'll be delivered at your doorstep. If you go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off of your next order. If you're really intrigued, go on Twitter and go to at bar underscore built and follow on, on Twitter so you can keep up with all the everyday things going on over at Built Bar, but use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order of Built Bars. It's builtbar.com. The promo code is locked on. And we're back here on a Wednesday edition with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins of Locked On NFL. I have to tell you about Locked On today and my man, Peter Bukowski. It's always a shot of espresso for about 20 minutes every morning when you need to find out what's going on in the world of sports. Locked On Today is a podcast that's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It gives you the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, James, risers and fallers. Talk to me, man. Who do you think are the risers and fallers of this year's draft 
give me a couple of names of guys that you're hearing from your contacts that you believe are going to come up and some guys that'll go down. Well, Elijah Moore is a first rounder. He's going to be a first round pick. And I, I know it, it might go without saying if you've been following it, but uh, given where he was a couple of months ago, where he was behind the Kadarius Tonys of the world, I think it, it's worth pointing out. I think there are teams in the league that have him fourth on their board after the big three of wide receivers. So, so think about that ahead of Terrace Marshall, ahead of uh, Rashad Bateman, ahead of guys like that. And then just speaking uh, or sticking rather with the wide receiver position, this medical issue or these medical issues with Terrace Marshall medical history, I read the other day and it was from a fantasy medical analyst and forgive me, I forget the, the name of the doctor, but he said, he has uh, Marshall has the third highest injury risk of all the receivers in this draft class. That's going to scare teams off, even though they like his, his talent and his size. And obviously he ran a great 40 and everything like that. So that's a faller at wide receiver. And then I think someone that's rising up the, the draft board, or I don't even know if this is considered rising Tony. And here's the thing is it's rising because they're higher on the NFL draft boards compared to, what we think and what the consensus is in the media. Stanford's Walker Little. Yep. I talked to a, a couple uh, of coaches that recruited him, Jim Mora Jr. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago and he's like, man, this kid has all the talent. And I think that uh, I'm hearing the Bengals could be interested in as early as round two. I don't think he gets out of day two. And in some of these simulators, people are getting him in the fourth round, fifth round. And there are medical questions and there are things that we don't know about. And he opted out of 2020, got injured in 2019. So you don't have a lot of film to go off of. You have to go all the way back to 2018. But I just think the potential teams are going to see that. Uh, he's certainly built like a tackle, not, not like some of these guys that are kind of tweeners, you know, the Liam Eikenbergs of the world and stuff like that. So I think uh, Walker Little might go in round two. Uh, he was a big time recruit, big time recruit out of the state no of Texas. And you're, you're right about him. I'm going to stay at that same position. The guy who actually played at Texas, Sam Cosme. I just think Sam is a workout demon. He's a great athlete. And I believe guys like that, that are that infectious, that teammates brag about, who goes into that weight room, who the strength and conditioning coach swears about. You hear what Nick Saban said about Ann and Butt guys? He did a thing. Yep. Albert Brewer reposted it about guys that they'll talk about your accolades and then they'll either go and or they'll go butt. Well, he's an and guy. And Sam Cosme, as athletic as he is and, and as hard as it is to find guys that big, that move like that, I think Sam Cosme will find his way into the first round. I'm going to take a chance on these names, man, but I think it's Levi Anyu Zurichi, if that's not – if that's the yeah, way Yeah, out of Washington. Yeah. Out of Washington, the uh, three-technique defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. uh, has the proper size at 6'2", about 3'10". And he has all the quicks, especially in a draft that doesn't have a lot of interior guys. I think he's a first round or a top 45 talent in any draft because of his ability on tape. But a draft like this, the value goes up because there's less of him. And uh, I, I've seen where he has been sneaking up into the later part or into the 20s in, in these drafts. And the other guy that I want to mention that I didn't mention his name is Pete Werner. And he's a guy from your area up at Ohio, uh, at Ohio State. Sam Linebacker, who's a three-down backer because of his ability to cover, that he can run with tight ends and he can tackle and he can move. 
And uh, some people said he reminds me of a guy who just retired yesterday, and that's Sean Lee in Dallas. So uh, with teams that covet guys that could play three downs, that don't have to come off the field in sub packages, guys that are smart football players, look for him to be one of those Patriot-type players that'll go to one of those systems. He could go, he could stay right in the state of Ohio and go to Cleveland. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with a team that just needs a blue guy, a guy just mm-hmm. like that. Baltimore could take a guy like that, just a football player who's smart, who's aware, and who understands how to play the game and the responsibilities that has to happen from a guy in his position. So those are some of the guys that we look to. Quick note on one of the guys you mentioned, uh, Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins, you mentioned, is in Baltimore. So, yep. that, so that means the Chiefs are missing a wide receiver. If they don't sign Antonio Brown, watch out and see if they don't. Because I heard they were interested in Henry Ruggs. If they get Elijah Moore with what they already have, that's a problem. But they don't have they'd a first-round pick. They don't have, they'd, have, they'd have to move up, right? They don't have a first-round pick anymore. Yeah, that, that would be the, the challenge. But, yeah, right. I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me at all. If if they moved up, if they so no, they can't they can't get him now. They can't get him now. But I was this was a thought that I had before the I, trade. I said I can't wait to say that, and I, it just I had a little brain freeze. I, I, and I just remembered they that move, this, man, they would have had to have moved up to get Henry Ruggs. It's going to cost less to get in the back end around one, or or maybe he falls to the beginning around two, and they move up. You know, I don't think so. Like I I said, I mentioned him in my my risers. I got a couple more here for you that I think are going to go earlier than again some of these. Um, the, the drafts, the simulators that a lot of our listeners, hell, we use them, right? Uh, right. But Milton Williams, Louisiana Tech, the, the, the three tech, the defensive tackle, he's going to go sooner, I, I think, than, than some people realize. I mean, I've seen some people get him in the fifth round. I think he's third round, day two type guy and, and could go after Onzariki, depending on where he goes out of Washington. Uh, offensive line, Ben Cleveland out of Georgia. Yes. I'm going to speak to the Bengals. I think the Bengals like him more than the general consensus board. And I'm going to bet other NFL teams like him more too. I think he's uh, the strongest guy in the draft too. He looks like uh, just to me, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get drafted day two. And yeah, he, yeah. you know, maybe early round three, uh, certainly uh, by late round three. And then one more, another offensive lineman in a guy that I like, like you're probably going to uh, know more about him than I do. Honestly, out of Florida stone Forsyth. I like him, man. Rising up boards a bit. I think he's a perfect developmental late round three, early round four type guy that uh, that you could develop in a year or two and he could start for you at tackle. Trent Brown is a guy who was sort of like Stone, but Trent was bigger, but both about six, eight. Right. But Trent was like three seventy. And I remember when Trent Trent Brown went late in the draft and there were people around here going, that's a waste of time. And Trent Brown's made like $80 million. You know what I'm saying? And won a Super Bowl ring. So it's never a waste of time. And what they love in the NFL is just give me the big athlete. I'm I'm telling people that about Rousseau. People are down on Rousseau, the kid from Miami. They don't know NFL coaches. NFL coaches will look at a guy, get off the airplane and go, just give him to me. I'll fix it. Yep. Because there are things that you can coach and there are things that you just can't coach. There are things that um, if you go to a hospital right now and look in the newborn ward, that's where it is. They were just born with it. You, they got the big hands and the big feet. And the, there's some football coach goes, where's that baby's daddy? He'll look at the kid's daddy and the daddy has a size 16 shoe and his hands are hanging down to his knees. And you know what? 
he'll go, I want to know who that kid is in 20 years. That's just how football coaches think. Sure. And, and you know what I'm saying? They'll snatch yep. him out of the band. They'll see a dude playing the clarinet and he's six, five and with long arms and they'll go, why is that kid in the band? Give him to me. They feel like they can fix everybody. That's just the way, that's the way that they think. So give me the athlete. Just give me the athlete. You coach. And I'll him teach up. him. I'll teach. I'll teach. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, hell, that that's happened time and time again. I've seen that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, sometimes it, doesn't. it doesn't. Right. But but you're right. You're absolutely right. And especially in this draft, where you're limited, and in the medicals are questionable. And, and if you see just special traits on film, and and they interviewed at least decent, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe he had a bad pro day. But medicals check out. We don't have as many red flags with this guy. Plus. He looks the part coming off the bus, getting off the plane. And that is, you're right. That's a big part of it, no doubt. That is a big part of it. Hey, man, you're a big part of the show, man. I'm glad to chop it up with you every single Wednesday here on Locked On NFL, Ooh. man. This is good stuff. We could have gone on forever. Winners and losers next week. Man, oh, man. Ooh. I wonder what we're going to be saying. It is going to be absolutely fun. So, NFL Nation, uh, come this time tomorrow when you guys are on. Uh, listening to Locked On, it'll actually be draft day. And I know you guys will be getting your grills fired up or going to draft parties or uh, having your jersey laid out on the bed, getting ready for all of the excitement. And uh, it's been a, it's been a long year. It's been a very long year, but we finally made it. So enjoy draft night and uh, stay tuned to all of the coverage here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, we have a good show on YouTube with our partners over at the draft network please tune into that as well and subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh look for us on the odyssey app that's a u d a c y and we'll be back next week the locked on nfl show will be here tomorrow but james and i'll be back next wednesday for james rapine and tony wiggins we will see you next week continue to take care of each other until next time take care